0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production.
1: This episode of That's So Retrograde is brought to you by Rainbow Optics. Rainbow Optics are mood-boosting colored sunglasses that enable you to feel the power of light and color and experience the world in a whole new light. Rainbow Optics
2: is on a mission to improve people's lives by making the world a more beautiful place with color. And they're giving That's So Retrograde listeners an additional 15% off their entire order. Just use the code retrograde and you'll also get a free surprise pair. Oh. That's rainbowoptics.com r a i n b o w o p t x.com
1: See color and feel good. Hey hey.
2: Welcome to That's So Retrograde. Hi. It's our second
1: episode this week. Wow. on fire. And Fuego, special shout out to our producer, Ray, who makes this all possible. Thanks, Ray. Hey, Ray. Hi. Um, This is That's So Retrograde. I'm
2: Elizabeth Cott. Hello, I'm Stephanie Falcon-Sambari. Welcome to the show. As we said, this is number two for the week Mm -hmm. are we liking the multiple episodes a week
1: what do you guys think is it too much of us or is it just enough just enough or not enough Ooh. Ooh, we want you every day that's the goal yeah Personally, as someone who gets to have myself every day, I'd say I wish I could take time yeah, off. Do want it? I <laughs> could <laughs> do less. I could do less of having me every day, honestly.
2: <laughs> so um, we have a really great show. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about one of the
1: buzzwords in the wellness world at the moment. I remember the first time this word came into our fold. We were at Mind Body Green. And we were going to all these different talks and everyone was talking about her. So hot right now. The microbiome. The microbiome of it all. Who is she?
2: Who is she? What is she? And also probiotics. How does that come into the fold? We're going to get into that. All today. Mm-hmm. If you guys are ready to be blinded by science, we've got that for you. Get
1: your fucking notebooks out because there's going to be a lot of big words you've never heard yes, before. Yes, we
2: have Raja Deer and Eric Katz joining us a bit later. They founded a really mindful company uh, that feels really revolutionary in this space. It's so cool. As a probiotic and nurturing our bio- our microbiome. So we're going to learn all about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, what? let's weaken wellness. Okay. Give me a week in wellness, please.
0: Health, fats, and celebrities. There are pop rules and home remedies where pop culture and wellness come together.
2: Yeah. Ooh. So we had some fun wellness dates this week. I guess this is a nice time to talk about that. Sure, tell us. We, uh... We had an adventure in Venice.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, Santa
2: Monica to Venice. Mm-hmm. First, we went and visited Jen Kramer. Corrective
1: skincare. We, we did a did live.
2: a wellness date insta-live. What did you guys think?
1: I just realized that there's two hairs on the top of my leg that I missed in my shaving. Ugh, it's oh, well. so annoying. Week in wellness. Ugh, not lady baby.
2: <laughs> no, lady babies can can miss with the shave. That's it's just like a human thing.
1: just too long. Why, how come when you turn into your 30s, you're fucking... Bikini line goes from just being like a gentle outside of your crotch to being like full grow down, like to the middle of your thigh. I'm like fully have my grandma's bush. I
2: think it's a hormonal thing.
1: Possibly. Anyways, that
2: would be my, I'm no doctor.
1: Week in wellness. It's like weeds down there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You like visuals? So we had a fun wellness date and we were thinking, like, is this something that we should continuously do? Is Instagram Live the fun things we do? I
1: felt like it went went really well. Yeah. I enjoyed doing it. Me too. So why? I think we should just lean into what we enjoy doing and say yes to that.
2: Yes, and plus,
1: someone commented yesterday that our IG stories only rival those of John Mayer, which was hilarious. Which is
2: so funny because you guys don't know this, but John Mayer is like a continued through line in the experience of life. Yeah, he's around, (laughs) he's like constantly popping up in a really weird way, especially in like Stephanie's world. Yeah, so it was just a really funny, like. I, that that comment held so much weight. So whoever or said aligned. that,
1: everything's aligned. Thanks
2: little that little and if you're listening nod. john i miss you <laughs>
1: hilarious <laughs> um, Anyways, so that happened. Then we went over to visit Colleen. Nick knew McCann. McCann, who?
2: That's a girl I went to. Oh my god, that's so funny. That's a girl I went to high school with who slept with my boyfriend.
1: Oh man, that is trigger <laughs> Someone warning on
2: blast. She actually wrote me a really nice apology letter like a year later. So oh, okay, I'm
1: all for that. I forgive her. Yeah, she was wounded and she wounded. Yeah, hurt people, hurt people. Exactly. Um, but actually, Horny we, people
2: on spring break, fuck. Ooh. <laughs> and there's that.
1: Teenagers can't be trusted with. Malibu rum, um, probably what they were doing Or possibly LOL. hypnotic. Um, no, we went to visit Colleen McCann, AKA Style Rituals, and we had a really cool group. We haven't done readings together in a while because we kind of had to like chill on it yeah. for a second. It was getting a little bit inundated, flooded.
2: Yeah, I think there's, there's times where that's exactly what the soul needs yeah. is some confirmation, some direction, and there's other times where you just have to let it flow. And um, Colleen has such an amazing modality in which she incorporates multiple decks of cards and crystal pulls and all of that. And she actually has a book coming out that's available for pre-order. It is um, called Crystal RX. It's mm-hmm. coming out in November, so we'll link to that. It's available on Amazon. But um, the one of my favorite takeaways from that, which is so interesting because we've talked about it on the show, is the concept of like magic being our um kind of filter for everything like is it magical Mm -hmm. and you know we always say like magic why not Mm -hmm. and so it was really fun to get that confirmation through the reading and there were so many more layers to our conversation with her but that I think as it pertains to the show like we just want all of our conversations and um, guests and just kind of like the um our our north to always be that of magical
1: yeah and um I was gonna say about uh People asking me on Instagram, I posted the photos of the cards and they wanted to know what decks I was using and that those were all Colleen. What she does is she just mixes them all together. So I actually don't have an answer to that question, I'm sorry.
2: But we do like The Wild Unknown.
1: That is my favorite deck. That's a great one. Um, what else happened in in Wellness?
2: What else is going on? Great question.
1: Um, I gave you a healing yesterday that you were gonna talk about and you forgot, so now I'm bringing it up. Oh
2: yeah, bring it up, let's <laughs> talk about it. Well we had, we had a major eclipse yesterday.
1: Okay guys, who had the most insane fucked up feels last week? me i hand did raised. everyone in this table's hand is raised yes. literally didn't think i was gonna make it bursting into tears and in puddles
2: you are not alone
1: it's just the moon and the sun <laughs> 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 it just was so tough but then yesterday was the eclipse we walked through a cosmic window we're we're healing we're, we're healing the deepest parts of ourselves that need to be nurtured that want to nurture we're healing familial trauma our inner child we're Healing all those things so that we can heal each other.
2: Exactly, and we did uh, something that we learned about on this show where we graduation did um, what uh, Andrea had talked to us about of art of circling, Mm -hmm. and we each went around after like a fun hang. We like went to the bar, we came back to my house, we were hanging out, and we handed out some pieces of paper and uh, talked about what we are graduating from and what we're celebrating. Mm -hmm. So nice callback to that episode. That was awesome. And there's something that I thought was really cool about that was that like, you know, our evening was on a whole other tip. We Mm -hmm. went to go to the Grove to go check out the Skinny Confidential Live, um, go support that. And then we went to the bar and we just were having like a fun night and we were hanging out. And then it's okay to like shift into something a little bit deeper. And I think at least for my own experience, I've always been like, okay, like it has to be very compartmentalized. Like this is going to be like a night where we're doing a ritual and we're all getting together with intention. And that's beautiful. Yeah, But you can also like, Flip back and forth and have it be really fluid and fun. Um, so, if anyone else is out there doing rituals, let us know what that's how that's going
1: for you. Hit us up. H M U. So before we get into our interview, we want to shout out today's, one of today's wonderful partners, um, Lola.
2: Our dear friends at Lola. As you guys
1: might recall, we have worked with them before. Lola is a female founded company that offers a full line of organic tampons, pads, and liners. And now they are offering us sexual healing with Sex by Lola.
2: In true Lola form, the products are 100% natural and 100% easy to feel good about.
1: Ooh, I love that. So Sex by Lola is a, can be offered as a one-off order or a subscription. And what you'll be getting is condoms that are, Completely paraben-free, free free of all the normal weird stuff that you find in your run-of-the-mill drugstore condoms like glycerin and synthetic colorants and synthetic flavors and fragrances. And And
2: they're ultra-thin. Yes, very important. Using a medical-grade silicone oil lubricant, also Mm.
1: important. And vegan.
2: Yes, and their personal lubricant, Features a mess free one click pump system. You know, you don't like the fumble. When yeah. you're introducing a lubricant, you need it to be like in. Like, out, why isn't this mellow, thing working? Like, keep it chill, mm-hmm. which is, so I love the one pump of it all, and also water based, made with aloe vera. Also important.
1: Again, with no parabens or chemicals or synthetic flavors or fragrances, which I think is very, very, very important. I don't want to be putting anything weird up there. No,
2: that's a sensitive area.
1: That's, that's a, that's the old paradigm.
2: Yeah. It's like we're conscious about what we're putting in our mouths think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to be conscious about what we're putting in our other holes, too. Definitely.
1: I hate the word holes. Right. So, but sorry about that, guys. That's okay. If so, this is sounding good to you, which it sounds good to me because I love something where we don't have to leave the fucking house.
2: Yeah. So Lola products will come to you if you head over to mylola.com, enter promo code retrograde40 for 40% off your first month subscription.
1: And you can mix and match your subscription. So it's either... Just tampons and pads or tampons, pads, condoms, and lube. So you're just fully covered you down just there.
2: Get stocked up.
1: Yeah. Namaste doing it.
2: Please do. <laughs> um anything else?
1: Just let's just cut to the interview so you can really hear all of what this new uh, foray into the probiotic world has to yes, offer. So
2: we have Eric Katz and Raja Deere joining us. Enjoy.
1: Step. Hello. What is a microbiome? Um, from what I've gathered, it's basically like your internal super highway of bacterial information. Ooh. Guys? Raja? Yeah. Guys, we have people here who can answer the we question. Have
2: Raja Deer and Era Katz of Seed, welcome to the show. We're Thank so you. excited to have you both. We're popping your duo podcast, uh, Cherry, at the moment, which. You're welcome. Um, Ara, you and I have known each other for a long time, and you've always been such a source of friendship and guidance in my life, so I just want to thank you for that. You're welcome. And you're always doing amazing, cool projects. Having started, to my knowledge, as a movie producer, and then moved into like the tech fashion world, which is where we became acquainted, and then um, what brought you into like the more science shapeshifter of the microbiome
0: world
1: science shapeshifter put that on your business (laughs) card and call it a day jesus i just
0: actually just changed my linkedin as you as you said that i mean i think you know the through line of almost everything i've done has always been around storytelling design and community and i think you know my uh, uh LinkedIn tells a very limited story of our lives. Um, are you on LinkedIn? Do you work for them?
1: That's the second mention of them. Yes, in I, one I, I, exactly. <laughs> oh, I. thought
0: they're sponsoring. Oh us. yeah. Oh yeah. Hi, we're open <laughs> yes. to it. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> the internet yeah. tells a very limited, I think, picture of of who we are. Um, my whole life, I've always been interested in the body um, and health. Uh, when I was seventeen, my mom died. But her like 361 day uh, experience of pancreatic cancer, I remember I was telling Raja like a couple weeks ago, like I remember printing out like clinical trials in my high school computer lab looking for the trials that we were going to help her get into. And I think I remember and I was an athlete. And so I think, you know, there's there's different ways that people find their ways to their, their way to the bo- their body. Um, I think for women, it's usually pregnancy or pathology. You either get sick or knocked up. And I think that is the first moment often probably since like sixth grade biology that you really ever have to um, learn about how your body works. And I think I've always been enough of an activist and enough of a question asker probably as my teachers would say from growing up enough of a troublemaker and a, a why, why, why person that I always knew I'd find my way to health and actually have always been trying to find my way to health and even in advising and um, I was an early small investor in my buddy Green, and, and watching kind of this wellness and health movement grow, I think it just prompted more and more questions and then um, I had a miscarriage and I, I, I resigned from my previous company Spring, um, the day of my DNC and I think you know when, when a life is not viable inside of you, it's a very interesting moment to look at the life out your life outside of that um, and figure out if that was viable. And I no longer wanted to do things that really just existentially for me weren't interesting, uh, but also didn't weren't making the impact that I knew I could make. And have to, having built a lot of brands and knowing that I could build community um, and tell stories, I felt like the the place I could be the greatest advocate was um, was in health. Um, and how people understood their bodies, but of course how we could also translate science, which I've always been kind of a nerd in, around that, but a lot of people did Always bring the facts. Which I the facts. appreciate, yes. And then I met Raja when I was pregnant. Um, and I was uh, we, were met, we were introduced by a friend in the valley, and he was one of the first people that I felt, um, well, asked a million questions, but also sought the answers in a way that was fundamentally different than anything I had ever seen around health, especially when you're bombarded with a new diet every day, a new trend, a new piece of information, um, and had the the way that he made decisions and the way he made sense and synthesized that. But more than that, the way he understood the translation of science into products and into the decisions you make in your life every day Mm. was incredibly compelling to me he was sourcing me uh, pure plant-based folate D3 and omega-3 my whole pregnancy and I was doing my blood work like every couple weeks and it was just like an incredible experiment uh, both in developing our relationship but also um, in learning and understanding actually when you're pregnant you get bombarded with like so much information and or misinformation so many products and so much unsolicited advice and I just couldn't believe how poor it was, that there was no grounding in so much of it. Um, so much of it was not coming from science, in fact, so much of it could have also been detrimental had I just listened to it.
2: It's a shame that that's, I think, across the board, that's where we're at right now in all sources yes. of information. all sources,
0: blame the algorithms. Right? So
2: on to the microbiome, I feel like in, in the conversations we've had over the years as you've been growing seed and creating it, well first, what is seed? Because I think that that leads into, like, a really beautiful description of, like, why it's, why we need to know about the microbiome.
0: Sure. So seed is bridging microbiome science and consumer health. And what that means um, for consumers is not just thinking about how we're going to raise the bar in bacteria, create an entirely new standard and how we currently think about and conceive of what even a probiotic is, but it also means using the microbiome as an entire new lens through which you can – View your body. Make everyday choices. Think about your food. Think about how you are going to treat um, your children um, and how you are going to make decisions, literally throughout your life, um, and also why you are cre- as a woman if you are creating a life. Um, and I think we think that it is fundamentally one of the. I mean, the, on our website we call it the new biology, not just us, the scientific community too. Um, but we believe that there is. Microbes and, and thinking about the way that bacteria is going to impact both human and planetary health in the future, um, we believe there needs to be um, a bar raised. There, actually, I should say that differently. Um, we are we are thinking about how. Human. we are thinking about how bacteria is going to impact both human and planetary health in the future. And, and increasingly, particularly as microbiome science comes online, it's going to impact more and more aspects of our daily lives. Um, everything from the choices we make, the dietary decisions we make, how we have even have children, how we even think about having children, um, how we think about the materials we use for plastic, for example. Um, and Over time, right when what's happening currently right now, and particularly because areas of of, uh, consumer products like probiotics are currently not regulated and there's kind of a total misunderstanding and confusion around the space. We believe there's an opportunity to kind of be that, create that new standard. Um,
1: Let's talk about probiotics and the microbiome because I don't want to get too far away from that because even just listening, even though we already talked prior to recording, I was like, we need to peel back what's going on. Okay, so... I think we've heard of it Microbiome buzzword it's so hot right now I said something about a super highway don't know what the fuck (laughs) I was talking about Um, it sounded
2: like you did know a little bit that's kind of my thing
1: I sound like I know but I don't it's a good thing yeah yeah it's like I got it from my dad he's a charlatan Um, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, and then also probiotics like we're we get a lot of questions so many should questions. we drink them should we take them where should we get them what are we looking for so i feel like now that we have you guys please enlighten us on all these areas so when people ask us what they are we, can we just actually know them what the fuck you. we're talking <laughs> oh yeah or we can just send them your direction let's
0: start Raja should start let's start with talking like what actually is the microbiome yeah and Perfect. what actually is a probiotic yeah Great, yeah. thank you, Ara.
3: So so just to take it from the bottom <laughs> up, 99 plus percent of the things in the United States that say the word probiotic on it are not probiotic.
1: Whoa, 99?
3: Pro- I made that number up, but okay. a, a, a significant a, significant <laughs> He's a science amount, guy, okay? <laughs> a significant number, um, and I can't actually get to a real number because there's so many things that it's beyond figuring out how many things claim that they're probiotic, but I've seen things that, you know, have no business calling themselves probiotics. I mean, even before we started recording, we were talking about probiotic skincare. Yeah. Um, and it is so far away, uh, and actually probably n- bad for your skin to apply lactic acid bacteria, specifically lactobacilli, um, and expect them to colonize the surface of your skin. You don't want that on your face. Your okay. face is dominated by a diff- completely different species of bacterium. So, probiotic in its def- in the definition sense is a very specific scientific term. Um, the chief scientist at our company actually authored it for the United Nations. And uh, it's a live organism which confers a health benefit to the host when taken in adequate amounts.
1: Okay, wait, sorry. We need to speak like layman's over here. Meaning that it will match you?
3: Meaning that as long as you can demonstrate in a human study that the organism has a benefit in some aspect for the human body, then it can be considered probiotic.
1: I see. So the problem
3: is that people equate anything that just has bacteria in it as probiotic
1: that seems gross well yogurt for instance <laughs> right okay.
3: um, anything that's fermented for instance you'll see a drinkable for instance there's very little evidence if any that drinkable um, beverages are probiotic
1: like cavita
3: yeah that's not a those organisms are dead
1: What? How? Why? Who? Uh,
3: Microbes, when they're not in an active state of fermentation, do not live very long. And so that's why in capsule form, they're freeze-dried or lyophilized. So they're kind of in this deep hibernation state. Um, And that's also why you have to control for water so closely in the manufacturing process. Because even a tiny little bit of, uh, I think it's 0.01%, even in the air, you're allowed water. Uh, because it can then permeate and awaken the organisms, and then they'll last for a day or two, and then they'll be dead before you consume them.
1: So what are we looking for? I mean, obviously, we want to buy seed, but what what is people who are taking them? What are what are we trying sure. to... Sure, the
3: very first question is, what studies have demonstrated that these strains are probiotic? Okay. And that's the very first question that everybody should ask.
0: To... Yeah. I would even say, even before that, one thing that a lot of consumers don't know is like when you turn the label around, They'll tell you the species. They'll yeah. tell you the species and yeah. not the strain, and that's really um, inaccurate. So, for example, if, oh. you, if you look on a label, um, uh, which I can I'll take off in a second, um, you'll see that we're mm-hmm. looking at the seed packaging, yes, which is like
1: fucking beautiful.
0: Um, you'll see that. A lot of companies won't even give you the specific strain; they just say the species. But there are a number of strains that have been studied, even from within the same species, that have actually very different effects. Okay. Um. So it's kind of like saying, uh, "It's like it, it's like it's like literally buying a book with a title, and you open it, there's no words." Okay. Um, so if you Wait, if you see, just make sure that you talk. Sure. Yeah. So if you can see, um, this has the species, for example, um, Bifidobacterium longum, but then you see all those the numbers and the letters after that. Yeah.
1: That's um, the the strain. Right. Yeah. I've never seen that. Some
0: some people do have the strains. The question then is, to Raj's point, does is there human clinical research? And right.
3: the other que- the other thing is, and so kind of the small minority of of products that are mostly in capsule form that do have that type of clinical research are also really specialized and limited. So there's a lot of misdirection going on where maybe they'll have a study on something like um, antibiotic-associated diarrhea, but then they'll make claims about how probiotics in general could be good for your mood. But the the reason why one strain would be good at stopping diarrhea after a course of antibiotics is completely different from modulating the gut-brain access, which very few, if any, strains have actually been shown to do. It's mostly their metabolites, which are things that strains make, but we can dig into that a little bit later. Um, So I I think that to make the complex simple, it's really the the, the first question to ask is just, what are the strains? What have the strains been shown to do? And then you decide if what those studies have been shown to do are things that are meaningful for you. So when we put our product together, we tried to really take this, what we call a microbe systems approach and look at a lot of different organ systems at the body, dermatological health, cardiovascular health, urogenital health, uh, of course, gut health and gastrointestinal health. And the core driver of our strains are focused on six or seven very specific scientific endpoints like stool hydration, regularity, bloating, constipation. Um, across the board, good things for, for gut health. Um, but then looking at other systems in the body too. So if we can, if we can downregulate inflammation at the surface level of the skin, then that's a process in the body that could have a lot of effects for perturbations, everything from uh, d- from eczema, psoriasis, dryness, to even inflammatory response that causes uh, acne. So you really have to, I mean, it's it's hard because science and mechanisms are so complex, but if you, if, if we hope if we do our job correctly, um, people can really kind of be sleuths of following the trail. Um, and it, it's, it's two steps away right now, and so There's just a little bit of education that has to happen, but it really isn't hard.
0: But I think we've seen that happen in like beauty and skin, right? Like I think a lot of people are becoming so much more aware um, and food. I mean, you're happy to to go all the way to saying like, oh, I can't have gluten. I can't have. So I think. Eventually, the the category will start to um, you know catch up, or the consumer education will start to catch up, and you'll start to get people get start to get just as savvy about the bacteria that they're ingesting. The other thing that's really interesting, just um, to call attention to, to what Raja was saying, just if you're somebody who is curious enough, um, you know, to look at the strains and if they've been studied, it's one thing to be studied. It's another thing to say, oh, is the dosage that was studied the dosage that's reflected in this product? Because what a lot of companies will do is they'll say, here's a bunch of studies. But then they have one capsule uh, and you have no idea whether or not the dosage. And you also don't know in what ratio that strain is put into the blend because they don't have to say which amount of which strain is in their product.
2: I feel like Jesus. we we have so consistently over the years as of doing this show, one of the main questions we get is the confusion around the probiotic aisle Yes, and and what to look for. Because there's so many. That's there's what's so, so interesting. There's is so like... many different forms in which to consume it. There's so many different, you know, like vaginal health, gut health, skin. You know, there's so many different um, compartments in which they're marketed towards. And it, so to the point where I kind of was just like, I don't want, I felt like I too overwhelmed, so I just d- stopped taking probiotics because it felt... Um, just like too much of a mountain to climb for the education side of it
1: me too i just started eating a lot of sauerkraut
2: but just, to, just <laughs> also to, not a probiotic yeah i let's talk about really? that. Like, the f- consumption the food like we so often hear about like you should get your probiotics mainly from food and then kombucha suggested like myth bust for us please <laughs>
1: They're just like, you're wrong, you're no, wrong. No, no, no. You're you, wrong. You,
3: you can't get probiotics from food, but food could be probiotic. So that's how the term is really used. Okay. Probiotic isn't the organisms, once again. So there are b- microbes in fermented foods. And that whole con- cocktail could be probiotic. Okay. But you can't get probiotics from food.
1: Meaning it would be probiotic that your body would produce. It, Positive exactly. something. So, so if a beneficial effect happens <laughs> I know in science. the body, yeah.
3: <laughs> if something beneficial that improves health that's studied and quantified can occur from a food, then that's a probiotic.
1: Okay. Because I definitely noticed just to share that Please. eating the pro- eating the sauerkraut does like increase my digestion, Stool. hydration. But yeah. It's also fiber. I, it right. helps me take poops.
0: Yeah. But um, that but that could be something that that is not necessarily because of
3: a probiotic effect.
1: Okay. Oh, it's just because it's—I mean, it's very cabbage. Fi- fi- yeah. Okay. Exactly. So, and then one interesting <laughs> exactly. thing on, on
3: the subject of fermented foods. I mean, so the very first, like, kind of the OG of probiotics was the reason you'd ferment things is because the acidification then kills off pathogens. And so, very recently, we started having refrigerators and sanitary food supply chains and processes. And um, when you're curing and aging meats, or when you're traveling by sea, or when you're living in conditions of Popu- without before antibiotics. I mean, it's a very good thing because that fermentation process and those existing microbes would, it's called inhibition of pathogens. That's like version 1.0 of why a food fermented food could be good for you. But we don't really have, with the exception of a freak uh, Chipotle scare from time to time, very many of these situations where there's rampant pathogens in the food supply for the most part anymore. And that's partially because of all these things like refrigeration and everything else. Um, so... That isn't enough anymore to be considered a beneficial health effect. It would be a couple hundred years ago, but not so much anymore because it's um, kind of become a point of irrelevance now. Um, I I will say on sauerkraut, there is one strain, although sauerkraut hasn't been shown to be probiotic, there is one species which has been found in sauerkraut which different strains of the same species do have probiotic benefit. But that's now getting to the point we were trying to make earlier, which is, it's not about the species, it's about, I mean, the, the strain
1: and
0: then wow it doesn't mean it's not delicious right just to be super yeah Yeah, yeah, we love
2: it
1: I'm I'm gonna keep eating it it's not gonna hurt you back to
2: season one that's a retrograde when the first conversation we ever had about probiotics and that being the discussion of prebiotics and that also that you cannot get more probiotics like what you are born with is what you have is this Similar to what you guys have found in, in your studies, or like I'm, I have to be honest, it's confusing to me.
0: So. I think we should separate it into two Great. pieces. Okay, let's start with how you get your microbes mm-hmm. and what, um, and actually, I think we still even haven't answered what the microbiome we haven't. is. Right, we're gonna so get there. Let's start with how you get them. Okay. and what the microbiome is, and then let's talk about prebiotics. Okay, okay.
3: cool. Uh, so when you're when a child is born, so there's a little bit of debate right now in the scientific community about whether a child is born with no microbes at all. Or whether some research suggests that maybe even microbes in the mother's mouth migrate through the placenta and start to colonize the infant before it even leaves the body. That's Burr. that's um like heavy um I don't know. There's the right now. That's like as close to a argument in the scientific community as one that exists. People can't the really the great debate. The great debate. <laughs> um, but let's assume that it's not. So then, so what happens is uh, the first exposure to a baby is either through, if it's born through normal birth or vaginal birth through the mother's birth canal, it picks up a lot of lactobacilli from the mother's vagina. If it's born through cesarean section, it usually picks up a lot of skin microbes. The second um, is...
0: And by the way, that, that process of that first mi- microbe exposure for a child or for an infant is called seeding, and that's where our name comes from.
1: Oh, cute. I love it.
3: Next is probably what we recommend is the most important uh, exposure for the development of a microbiome, which is uh, breastfeeding, and so both in contact with uh, microbes that colonize the ducts and the areola, um, and also in breast milk itself contains. I mean, breast milk is an active, uh, dynamic fluid, and its composition changes both from the first early stages to different times of day, to over the course of the lactation period, and over wow. from month to month, the microbe Microbial presence changes, um, the ratio of the prebiotics, which are found in breast milk, changes, uh, and so really, that process is a, a third of the carbohydrates in breast milk um, are not even able to be broken down by the body to be used as energy. They're only food for bi- for the micro- developing microbiome. Wow, that's so cool. Which is really interesting to think about. I mean, what we always talk about, and people love to hear, is that you know, if you think about kind of after pregnancy, at least from an evolutionary perspective. Uh, a mother is just given birth to a child is probably unable to forage or hunt significantly has a lot of kind of attachments um, in rearing this new organism, um, and still so so this is the hardest time from an evolutionary perspective to f- provide sustenance for yourself, and still to produce a third of the carbohydrates in your milk which aren't even able to be a form of nourishment for the biological baby, but only for its developing microbiome, is pretty marvelous. I mean, it's a pretty incredible feat of evolution. Yeah, um, so,
0: so much so that the body will produce enough that like a mother will get cavities. Like the body will de- de- create deficiencies in the mother's body before it would allow the baby to, um,
3: to, to not be nourished. Mm. And you'll find that wow. even, even with Word. varying um, maternal nutrient intake the nutrients that are found in breast milk are highly conserved. So you you that basically that means even if the mother's not eating well, the body will find some way to make this uh, breast milk uh, pretty standardized in terms of its nutrient output.
1: So intelligent. Yeah. Okay. So we get it. We got. We're developing our microbiome. So now now
3: it's developing, um, and it's pretty singular in those early first six to eight months that's when it reaches kind of wave 1.0. And this point, when you start to add in slow other foods is when really the bloom of diversity happens. Um,
0: And other environmental exposures. So typically, right um you know after birth like you're you're really spending most of the time and obviously there's microbial exchange even skin to skin during breastfeeding and obviously the mother and the infant being together but usually it's in those in those later months that you start to bring the child then out into the world there's more microbial exposure to other environmental factors and thats other how people, you grow other animals. your
1: your ability to fight it but just by like see you mean by the exposure yeah or to build it
3: you continue to build diversity until you're around the age of two and a half and at two and a half is when infants reach what we call a steady state microbiome and that's your stable community and for the most part that's your community which barring any adverse effects like antibiotics or aging even is a, is a stressor for the microbiome um, continues to kind of stay with you um, for life and that is your microbial fingerprint. Mm, whoa. So back to your question about whether you can get more and change it, absolutely. I that was in your quotes. Yeah, every, <laughs> every <laughs> Every, your, your gut, Well, and then now to actually answer your question of what is the microbiome, the microbiome is the collection of all microorganisms that live in and on the human body. So most people actually use it to refer to the gut. Yeah. But that's the gut microbiota. The microbiome encompasses the organisms in the skin, in the mouth, in the vagina, uh, of nasal course, in cavity. your gut as well. You have now microbes that are found in the nasal cavity, in your respiratory tract. Um, there's very few places in the body um, that are... Have an external interface with that, like that aren't internal organs that don't have a microbial presence.
1: And everyone is unique. Yeah,
3: absolutely. There, has and never will be somebody that has the exact same microbial uh, pattern ratio as you. Like Wild. your, like your,
2: like your genome. It's right. Kind of your genome. Okay. This is the might other... be a um, weird question, but there's a micro. There, the, the vagina is part of the microbiome.
1: It what has it, its own microbiome. So okay.
2: So what did the men have?
1: P-holes.
2: Is that... Is that... <laughs> right, they do. But, like, in this case, they do they have, have their own...
1: How right. is the microbiome so in the taint? There, is, there, like is there is there,
2: like, a male-specific micro... part of the microbiome?
3: Yeah, there is. It's far less diverse and okay. far less... It's not functional. Just
1: like your guys' emotions. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No offense. Exactly. It's far <laughs>
3: less complicated. I'm way outnumbered here, so I'm just gonna let that one go. I was gonna attack Also, him. A, another really
0: cool way to think about the microbiome that. That we love is um, so. If you think about like you're you're a donut, right? Like you're there's a you're a two-holed organism, which is what humans are. And So are worms. so right, so, are, so are many. <laughs> most most animal most animals are two-holed organisms, yeah. and that means that you know you have if things go on one side to come out the other theoretically. Um, and if you think about that that surface of your GI tract that that whole line from your mouth to your anus is an external surface Mm. just like your skin and it's about the surface area about two tennis courts um and it's really long and it's an external surface so if you think about the fact that it's constantly it's taking in environmental factors like food for example and it's thinking about what to do with it the same way that your skin microbiome thinks about how it De, you know, determines friend or foe uh, from an environmental perspective. And so it's just an interesting way to think about when you think about what to eat and what to put in your body. It's it very similar to like how much consideration we give to like
1: what we put on our skin, for example. Right. Can I ask? I just want to go back because you said something about antibiotics. And I feel like that's a really big um, question as well. And people, you know, they're just like, oh, well, if you take antibiotics, make sure you take a probiotic. But like by what you're saying, we might not even really be doing anything because the things that we're taking aren't necessarily really combating that.
3: Okay, it's good news and bad news. Okay. The good news is if you don't introduce crazy new risk factors while you're after a course of antibiotics meaning
1: like, like drinking you, a handle of vodka or what's the or
3: if you don't travel to a country where you pick up a new pathogen okay, or um, if you uh, don't experience sepsis which is you know get, right. get put, or, or actually going even most of the superbugs that are resistant to antibiotics are actually in hospitals so sometimes we advise people like don't even go to a hospital hospitals have more of a pathogenic presence and you think about them as Ew, these that safe makes me rooms. feel so yeah. yucky hospitals are very um,
0: not as yucky as a hospital yeah <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, so so assuming that you're in a normal kind of steady state and by the way even that could be like if you're out in the wild r- rolling in the wrong patch of dirt could be a risk factor too because it's just an introduction of a whole you have you've made your microbiota your gut microbiota very fragile okay after a course of antibiotics if you don't push and um make worse that fragile ecosystem then it will recover but never back to its perfect state every time you take a course of antibiotics you will achieve and return back to some steady ecosystem state but it's just going to be a little bit different every time
1: and how do you so like i have a friend who was on antibiotics like pretty much on and off for like two years and now she's she's struggling with like mental health and I'm like, I don't know how to help. What would you say to someone like that? Take the n- seed. The num-
3: <laughs> no, the number of times that we've also even heard that is after a chronic court dose or use of antibiotics, yeah. something just feels off. Yeah. Um, the hard part about answering that from a scientific question is it's really hard to design what you call a heterogeneous population study to look at that. But right. what you what we can say is that it is now known um, that thing, even things like cognitive aspects of uh, emotional state are influenced, and you get it by your gut microbiota. I don't think any probiotic um, will it t- to date um, has been demonstrated to reverse what those types of effects are. But that, but right in front of you is the most cutting edge research in the space right now in gut brain access So some, uh, I, will, I will
0: say though B that does I mean, what you can't forget, yeah. Though. Um, and, and especially with areas of like anxiety and depression is that is the areas that have like placebo effect, for example, has been the most proven in science in, in um, you know, around issues like that. And so I think anecdotally, you hear people all the time say, I take probiotics and I've just like never felt this great. But we can't scientifically maybe say that it's because of this X Y this strain or this strain, um, but of course there's there's everything from placebo effect to also the things we just don't know yet
1: in science. So we should if we are on antibiotics, you know, because you does you happen it happens you get on antibiotics, you know, you might get like yeasty in the. But
3: ha- having said that, I still it, there's still m- strong merit in taking probiotics during and after a course of antibiotics okay. because that helps maintain shepherd the recovery. Um, of that, of, back to that, stasis. Back to so that it's state. So basically, like
1: better than nothing, yeah, essentially. Yes. Okay. Yes. What are things that are definitely um, not serving our biome, and then maybe things that definitely are? If we could have a couple like solid take-aways. takeaways, yeah, I think that'd be helpful. Absolutely, Raja.
3: Uh, alcohol. Stress. Boo. No. Sure. <laughs> uh, actually, small quantities of uh, polyphenolic-rich wines do increase microbiome diversity. So not.
2: <laughs> the Italian over here is yeah. you knew it. Please. I knew it. That's
1: small
3: quantities. Small quantities. Like how optimal. small? Like, like a
1: bottle six. or <laughs> yeah. just like half a case? Okay, yeah. that's fine. I'm cool with at that. once. Yeah, that's the
0: clinical
3: dose.
1: Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Sorry, I Part interrupted f- you because I'm an alcoholic. Called,
3: called the Italian paradox. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Antibiotic, okay. S- stress, um, NSAIDs, so anti-inflammatories like even Advil and Tylenol.
2: What's that doing to us? Because I'm an I'm an Advil taker. I have really bad headaches.
3: Bloody
1: stool, baby. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, I can follow up with a couple studies on it. It just uh on the on the ho- microbiome diversity was the primary endpoint that was studied. Um, but sometimes even these condi- these uh drugs also are inactivated by gut bacteria too, which is very interesting to think about. Um, Where some people respond versus don't, it's uh, your microbiota undergoes this thing called detoxification of xenobiotics, where it actually stops or inactivates certain medications from working or not working, which is really interesting too. So
1: that your body will be intelligent, enough to not take it because it's not working? I don't know
0: if it's, it's 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 not necessarily a protective mechanism. It's not on purpose. They just
3: have genetic pathways which inactivate these things. um, As, as I think part we'd of, like
0: to think it was purely protective. Yeah,
3: I don't think it is.
1: Okay, so those are the things that we that are definitely bad. What um, What are some what's good going ones? To help
2: aid it along. Fiber.
1: Okay. Okay.
3: So part of the learnings of the Human Microbiome Project Part Two was actually they looked at thousands and thousands of people, and they found that the healthiest diversity of microbiome was associated with people that had more than thirty distinct fruits and vegetables on a weekly basis.
0: So, so for everyone who's kind of like habitual, which I think a lot of wellness people and people who are more proactive about their health kind have of have that routines. same routine yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. Actually, what they found was that the diversity um, in a given week was really impactful to the diversity Meaning of my Meaning
2: taking it at different times? So no, like buying more stuff. Try
3: new things. Yeah. The yeah. lowest things. diversity was with people that had 10 or less uh, food items that were consisted the majority of their diet
1: was suppy I started buying peppers and cucumbers and brussels sprouts last week just because they're five for a dollar
3: switch <laughs> it up switch right
1: up. it's so hard to eat switch it stocks. up because you realize what you like and then you're just like yes. I like that it makes me feel good yep done interesting wow eat the stocks wow and then the stocks
0: yes
3: um don't juice unless it's uh, a completely uh, I mean first of all you're throwing away half the good stuff so just make a smoothie instead but if you do juice then don't have juice with very low sugar, so stocky, rooty. Um, It's probably not a bad idea to take somewhat concentrated, occasional um, portions of things like uh, turmeric root or ginger where you can't eat large, significant quantities of it, Um, but it it is nice to include. Uh, There's there's very potent effects from them. Okay. Um, But you should never have fruits in your juice, ever. Um, Even beets and carrots have very high sugar quantities, too. Um, And you're also
0: getting, I mean... Juices have no fiber. Yep. So um, the reason that those things are better taken when, you know, uh, when they're chewed? in the hole. Yeah, when they're chewed <laughs> well, and with fiber. Yeah. Like, with, with fiber.
1: Okay. Wow. That's really helpful.
3: Uh, exercise. So raise your heart rate for at least 20 minutes every other day. Um, weightlifting alone won't do it. You need some form of elevated uh, heart rate.
1: Okay. Anything else?
3: Uh, have a dog. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Dogs, dogs in uh, cohabitation in closed built environments, it's called, and in are increased microbiome diversity. And Is also- it because
1: they lick your mouth and your body's like, whoa! I gotta fix this. No, <laughs> so they're going in the outside world. They carry
3: and a different carrying, microbial load. And yeah, they increase your exposure to different microbes, and also they cr- they promote cross-microbe transfer uh, between other members of the same household. Well, take
1: that, everyone who says it's gross that Carlos sleeps on my bed.
3: No, it's amazing. Well, it depends on what he's doing during the day, (laughs) (laughs) he's just on the couch. Yeah he
1: goes to it's, work it's, like he crunches numbers. some numbers it's probably a net
3: <laughs> neutral outcome um, make sure you spend t- find time every three months to go be in, in agriculture in a, in a place where there's wow. a, strong, a high microbial presence and diversity so some of the early studies on my, people like I was at a conference and I was speaking on this subject and they asked well what is your what, what would you say is the highest form of a personalized probiotic and, I, and I'd say raise a child somewhere where it has constant exposure to like complex microbial communities and so think things like soil or uh, li- anim- like diverse animals or wildlife um, and then capture that microbiome at the age of two and a half and then store it and then re- repopulate it and reintroduce that back uh, in moments where there's stress. That is the only personalized probiotic that has and ever will exist. Anything else you and hear about? That child and breastfeed and don't that don't child and don't give it antibiotics in the
0: first years of life or ever if you can avoid it. And have wow. a dog.
1: So what if your child gets sick, though, and the doctor's like, it has to go on antibiotics, like, what are you D- supposed to do? D-
3: yeah,
1: I'm obviously not a mother. <laughs> I treat children like they're boxes.
3: <laughs> I, I wanna be very... That f- was a
1: good gender-neutral yeah. Uh, yeah. Question, posing right. of a question.
3: <laughs> Don't um, demonize antibiotics. The other thing is, take, be just be cautious, exercise caution. Don't take them indiscriminately, but they are really one of the best medical breakthroughs right. in history. Right, that's the thing. Um, if your doctor, the problem is that uh, seven out of ten prescriptions of antibiotics that are given by doctors in this country, and that's 160 million each year, are for non-bacterial illnesses? Right, they don't so they know what it work. is. Yeah, They're, like, They're it's, preventative. It's,
2: often, it's, and
0: that's also a function of how our medical system. system. Right. There's liability stuff. There's there's so other reasons for it. So just exercise deep caution.
3: Exercise so, caution. Uh, push your doctor and ask questions around whether this is just purely just business as usual, and get other opinions. Okay. Um, yeah.
0: There's also narrow, you know. There's also variation within antibiotics too. I mean, between narrow spectrum and broad spectrum, yeah, right. and um, you know, not, not not all antibiotics are equal. Also, yeah. I
1: yeah. took one last year that literally made me want to kill myself. No, I'm not. That's not like me saying exaggerating. I was I was extremely depressed.
3: Yeah, and it's very commonly it. reported. I mean, this is it, this isn't captured in side effect label claims. Yeah, uh, but it is now like becoming statistically significant the number of people that report musings or swings of mood. Um, I
0: think there's also now like it's similar to certain aspects of, around like breastfeeding or not breastfeeding but I think there's now shame around it too that adds to it because people know that it's not good for them right. in right. the long term and there then there's the added anxiety of, right. of, of not believing wishing that they could have avoided it um, which I thought I think just kind of compounds it you know also particularly in the mother-child scenario.
1: Yeah. What is your website? Seed.com Oh, beautiful. Perfect. And
2: is that where and the product is now available? It's it launched, it tov. Thank
1: you. Um tell us about the the packaging because we talked about it off air, but it's very exciting to me.
0: Yeah, so our what we call what we referred to as our packaging 1.0 um, is a sustainable refill system. So, what we did was we sourced and figured out and thought about like what would be the most sustainable way to be in people's lives on a consistent basis. Which is when you, if you know anything about the packaging world, is not easy. Um, it's a it's a space that is changing, but it is very very challenging to find materials um, that you can kind of stand behind as a company that cares about the environment the way we do. So we created a sustainable system whereby you get. Your, your glass jar in your first month and you get a little vial um, that holds a week's worth so you can travel with it. Um, but every, uh, each s- subsequent month you it comes, um, your ref- refill comes in a compostable pouch that's actually made from a French biofilm that's compostable. Um, actually, even the label's compostable. It's made by a company that um, has the only compostable labels. Uh, and so you refill your jar every month. Um, the The way the jar first comes in your, in the, its kit is actually um, in a tray that's made from mushrooms. So it's uh, compacted agricultural waste and then they use mycelium to grow a skin around it Um, and so if you feel it it feels almost like an ultra suede and most of them have a lot of variation in them because it literally is like kind of like how cheese grows a rind Um, so we actually grow our packaging which is kind of cool and then all of the and then all of the paper is all FSC certified and um, we are constantly working on and talking to people around the world uh, about what are those next what is that next wave of materials um, that will continue to uh, benefit the environment, um, but allow us obviously to continue to make the products. microbiome of the earth. That's right,
2: um, and then the cost.
0: Yes, how much? Does Currently, it come for it? the the first product, which is which we didn't get to prebiotic. So if you want to, oh yeah. you can. But the first product is a symbiotic. There's mm-hmm. a male and a female formulation. Um, it's forty nine dollars a month. Um for subscription, um although uh, if you if you label compared with any other probiotics that are even far more expensive, we have uh, twenty strains in our male product, twenty four in our female product, along with really interesting uh, prebiotics, which is what makes it a symbiotic. It's a probiotic and a prebiotic, um, which we can talk about. Um, and uh, And so from a value perspective, it's it's um it's probably one of the most both sophisticated products on the market, but probably one of the most value um, value driven. It
2: feels like it as a as a researcher in the probiotic aisle i'm also just like
1: in love with the way that it looks the green it's It's really pleasing um
2: quickly the prebiotic of it all how why what
3: yeah so there's two types of prebiotics uh the first type is a prebiotic which just is food for bacteria in your gut which if you eat a relatively balanced diet you don't really need um because you get a lot if you have a sufficient amount of fiber you'll be passing enough through that's in there. The second type are actually focused on metabolites and metabolites are just small things that bacteria make. So vitamin B12 is a metabolite of bacteria. Um, Vitamin K is a metabolite of bacteria. Short chain fatty acids are a metabolite of bacteria and all these things have health benefits. There's one specific metabolite that we wanted to focus on here and the base, the precursor for it's only found in the skin of pomegranate. Um, It's called punicaligan. And what's very interesting is that in the gu- in your gut already are microbes which convert that into a substance called urolithin a, which which has a ton of benefits in your body for energy production, for mitochondrial health, which is really hot right now, too. Um, and that's just scratching the surface.
2: <laughs> mitochondria. I
3: remember the lab with
2: mitochondria, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the social lights. The metabolite,
2: The
3: metabolite. the metabolites,
0: Metabol- <laughs> it's the metabolites Literally.
3: The yeah. um, and, it's the and,
0: social metabolite.
3: And so this metabolite is so interesting. It was on the cover of Nature a couple years ago because it doubled the lifespan of mice and of C. elegans, which is like a model system. Um, it reversed sarcopenia, which is muscle um, wasting with age. Um, and it's a really interesting metabolite that then circulates through your whole body having um, effects uh, throughout your whole system. So this second type of prebiotic is actually Um, focus on the way that gut bacteria biotransform components in your food into other more active compounds. Um, And so that's what our prebiotic system is. It's their um, base polyphenols or very specific polyphenols that gut bacteria then transform um, into compounds which have a whole host of health benefits throughout the body,
0: and the and the prebiotics in, our, wow. in ours which are different than the ones you see on the shelf, which are usually like inulin or what's called FOS or GOS or ZOS, XOS. You'll see those as like common uh, ingredients, often just kind of thrown in to a to a probiotic to say it has prebiotic in very small. Uh, doses actually not enough to actually enough have to a have measurable any, effect any impact I've... but ours are actually sourced from the skin of an Indian pomegranate as Raja mentioned also from uh chaga mushroom and pine bark from the um, Arctic Circle from Scandinavia. Um and so it's a it's an ingredient that's also very hard to source
1: is there other I mean I know we're talking about your 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 product, but like um are there other probiotics that you've seen that you're like I'm i I'm on board with that or like There's sometimes I've taken the BioK, like rice fermented drink, and I I don't know if it's a uh, placebo, placebo But I when I was sick recently, I took that and I did feel like once I started taking that, I started to turn around.
3: Yeah. So the studies for BioCare, most of their clinical work is focused on antibiotic associated diarrhea, as I mentioned, um, which is a very lim- sexy, very limited <laughs> use case. Okay. And so it's just unproven for any and every other area or indication. Um, as, inter-
0: as is the viability and survivability.
3: As is the viability, yeah. And, okay. But the other, but in terms of other products, with confidence, we can say there's not another product that has uh, this robustness yeah. um, of inclusion of different strains. Wow. Um, that it just doesn't exist. Our, our supply chains are entirely in Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, our, t- our, our
0: testing, our regulatory, the way we...
3: Our testing, our regulatory work. Our prebiotics are completely novel. Um, we're the only company that has this currently. Um, wow. Okay, so fuck me. But that
0: being said, I mean, there's all. There are absolutely companies that license strains that have human clinical work behind them. Um, there are, for example, other probiotics that have uh, one of our strains, like GG, for example, yeah. right? That's very well characterized in research. No, I we. And I want to be super clear. Like while we, of course, believe our product, uh, in, believe in our product. I mean, there are other companies that are licensing the correct strains, but just licensing the correct strains that have. Human clinical work is just a small piece of a small piece it's of wanted, it. Yeah, right. um,
3: well, or or they'll yeah. have a, a limited. Um, it'll affect you in a, in a limited way. As yes,
0: and then and then to your point about like what you experienced when you were sick. I mean, one of the things I always think about because I think when you're sick, you want to do things, of course, um, and you want to believe that they're they're having an action. I mean, look, time <laughs> also does something, right? Um, and so what you what what is very hard and why. If you if you want to be as scientific as possible about it, which you ask the right question, which is it is a placebo effect? The other question would be, was it just time passing? Was it your immune system doing what it does? Right.
1: Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Maybe, sure. But um
0: people text us and email us every single day saying that seed did something for them that has never been clinically studied. And that is purely while I would love to come on here and tell you guys all of those things. We're playing the long game. Um, I think it's wonderful that someone associates that. And by the way, it might be doing that. A lot of things in science uh, throughout the history of science were catalyzed by one person experiencing something and then someone went and did research on it. So it's certainly that we don't dismiss anecdote, we don't dismiss like what we call N of one, which is like that one person's experience. Um, it's a very valid data point. We can't claim it and we are not the company that will do that. Cor- that will say those things that are correlative. Right, um, you're not the same- yogurt industry. Right? <laughs> at the same time, um, it's very valid. Any- yeah. Anything you experience is valid, right? And that's something that's really important for us as a company because science doesn't know everything. Um, Science is learning new things every day. All we ask is that people be scientific about it. So for example, what one of the things that bothers me is that somebody will have the experience you had, often with a sometimes with a very large audience, and they will go and say, by okay, this does this, and that is how bad information continues to get propagated. Right. And of course, who wants to read a post that says it may have had an impact. I also did this. I also stopped eating this. I wasn't drink eating any sugar. I was very well hydrated. Right. I was also resting very well. Right. Uh, and really trying to um, to let my body recover. But like, what everybody wants to know is, I just want to buy that BioK okay thing because it's fixed your totally. cold and you weren't feeling well. Totally. And so the pro- that is the current paradigm. If I would say we could shift anything beyond what our products can do. It is that education ultimately should just lead to better questions. It's not that anyone ever has every answer so definitively, um, but I think it's that process of questioning that we just. If, it's amazing what we'll question uh, around, like a, a, a like a pair of shoes. <laughs> Right, the amount of questions you like ask a salesperson, or you'll email to like a customer service person on like of like a fashion e-com site versus like the questions which you'll I'm ask. Which I'm sure you
2: know very well. Which I know very well.
0: <laughs> yeah. Versus the questions you'll ask before you put something in your body is amazing to me. And right. so, like, if I always say, I'm like, spend ten minutes less on Instagram every day and just learn about how your body works, and you'll literally just make a better decision tomorrow. It's not. It doesn't take a lot. Or just read our Instagram that's
1: wonderful
2: Ara and Raja thank you so much we're thank so you excited for, to watch
1: the space watch
2: the space thank you for making science uh, cool in my head because I've always kind of glazed over when uh,
1: she just popped an Advil PM <laughs> <and> <laughs>
2: yeah calls um, in a day and this is it, and it, you make it exciting uh, and like kind of like a whole new uh, realm of something that's worth paying attention to so again, the website is seed.com. The Instagram is seed.
1: At seed. Wow. Nice. Like, did you have to push anyone out of the out of the party for that? Or <laughs> <laughs> let's just
0: say a couple of microbiomes got compromised. <laughs> <laughs> Love
2: that so much. Thank you. Thank Actually you. they
0: probably have lifetime supplies, so that's very they're not compromised.
2: They're very healthy <laughs> <microbiome>. hilarious.
1: <laughs> Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yes!
2: That's so retrograde. That is so retrograde. Hi. What a great interview, my mind is sort of blown. There Same. Were, again, we've been offering a lot of shows lately with multisyllable words that I've never heard of and I feel like a better person for that.
1: Me too. I'm so excited Who about- are we if not learning stuff? Healing my microbiome.
2: Oh, you know what? I want to give love to our um, voice message system. Okay. That is killing the game. We love hearing from you all. Um, We got some questions so uh, let's lady baby it. Tell us.
3: You used to call me on my cell phone
1: Hi, my name's Alice. I listen to your show and I love all the tips that you guys have. Um, I watch a lot of true crime television so I feel pretty confident that I know how to clean up blood but I do not know how to clean up turmeric. I have turmeric stains everywhere. I just made some golden milk and I don't understand how to get it off of anything. So I was hoping in the vein of lady baby tips that you give us some tips on how to clean up after you make your anti-inflammatory beverage. Um, love you guys. Thank you. Bye. Wait, I have the same question because I made that turmeric uh, for Sigmatic the other day and I laid on my couch and it bounced all over my like cool, those like uh, summer workout pants that I wear that are white and now they're just yellow. I think they're Their fabric, it's tough. Yeah. So
2: I did a little bit of research, and it's funny that this came up, because in addition to your spill step, I um, spilled all over my countertop, and I had everything... Um, in the repaint, everything was painted matte, so there's uh-huh. no gloss over it, so it kind of like absorbs uh. whatever happens to it, and so I was so afraid it was going to stain it yellow, but yeah. luckily I caught it in time. But I did a bit of research, and I headed it over to uh, food52.com, which is one of my favorite recipe sites, but also a really good source, and um, this kind of goes when you're cooking with turmeric or making a yummy, Bev, as one does, um, they suggest a few a few different categories. So when you're working with dishes, you want to fill the mug uh, with hot water and bleach. And um, if you don't want to use bleach on your dishes, they say use vinegar. Okay. And let that soak overnight and then wash it with soap and water. So that's for the dishes, which I feel like, for me, like my um, magic bullet was... I had I, I had a specific plastic container of the magic bullet that was just yellow for that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I was like we're donating this to the cause. so mm-hmm. fully feel you on it can just like it's like, what do we do with this? I think with clothes, it's it's harder.
1: It's like ruining
2: clothes. It it's, does. Yeah,
1: I think you gotta have your turmeric shirt. Well, you know it's funny. It's kind of like the balance of the universe where it does so many amazing things for your body. Sorry, turns
2: you yellow. It says um, that if the stain is oil-based and still wet, wipe off as much as you can and then sprinkle a bit of cornstarch, baking soda, or flour onto the stain. So I'm guessing just kind of to dry it out a little bit and it will help draw, draw out the oil from the fabric. Leave for 20 minutes and then proceed with your, whatever you use for like a berry stain removal. So like a scrub or a laundry detergent and use hot water always.
1: Thank you so much for being our show's mom. You know and what? the president. I feel like I'm leaning into
2: this. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. We'll save that story for another time. Okay. Um,
1: what else? I think we should shout out another one of our partners. Yes. So, guys, you've asked us, and we're here to answer. Who is the maker of the, the Leopard Flats? Who is it? It's Rothy's. Guys, Rothy's are really fucking cool and so cute for the summer and they're completely sustainable. So they're super stylish and comfortable and they're made 100% from recycled plastic bottles which is mind blowing, I don't know how they do it because it literally just feels like shoe fabric.
2: Authies is the everyday flat for life, on the go. They're stylish, classic, comfortable, and come in three fashionable sizes. The flat, the point, the loafer. Steph and I are both huge fans of... The point. Mm-hmm. Steph has a real cute leopard print one, mm-hmm. and mine are plain black.
1: They're so kind they're, of like a summer staple.
2: They're pretty much like our personalities
1: yes. in a shoe. 100%. <laughs> so, a lot of you guys have been asking about them. So, head over to rothys.com, R O T H Y S.com, and enter code RETROGRADE to get your shoes with free shipping.
2: And another thing to note when it comes to these is that you can put them in. The washer. Yes. And you just take out the insole, throw them in, and they're good as new. I love that. Which we like in the summertime because, you know, we're out, we're doing things, we're walking around. The feet are sweating. It's, it's warm out. What Thanks
1: so much, Rothy's, for helping us keep it cute.
2: Yes. So that's rothys.com, R-O-T-H-Y-S.com. Enter retrograde to get your cute shoes with free shipping.
1: Yay. Roses. Ooh, I've
2: got two roses. I want to hear them. I want to just give love to two brands that
1: came across our desk. Your second one is mine as well. So,
2: because um, we're
1: just constantly aligned.
2: This came. We are. This <laughs> came to us through. Both of them came through listeners, which is a really fun way to to learn about new stuff. Is when our listeners are involved in cool projects and they're like, "Check this out." Mm-hmm. So, um, Ritual anecdotes whoa okay so i oh my god i'm so fucking
1: obsessed with i was dming with her yesterday
2: it's an intimate wellness brand that i just think from the branding to the product itself it's just really good stuff yeah and it's one of our listeners who started it which is so exciting um they're organic infusions and lubricated balms one of the Uh, Items in the range that I've been using every night is their, um, it's like a lunar infused sleepy body oil. Mm. It's called the Rosie.
1: Feel me, I've been rubbing the oil all all on my skin.
2: And then there's um, another favorite is a um, (laughs) a it's called Pits, Tits, and Slits Down There Everywhere Wash. It's I've so cool. Never seen a product like this. So it was, it's kind of like a refresher for your spot.
1: For me, who doesn't really like to shower regularly, throwing some of this in my armpits and butthole is really helpful.
2: So um, <laughs> shout out to Ritual Anecdotes. Thanks for putting what you're doing on our radar because yeah. it's really dope. Yeah, keep doing you, girl. And then there's a makeup palette for all our makeup friends out there. It's called Aether Beauty. And um, I just want to pull it up so I can look at it. Uh, it's a really great palette that um, instantly with the packaging of it, they don't use magnets and they don't use mirrors so you can recycle it. Cute. Which is a, a niche, like the at the jump, I'm like, okay, cool. I'm paying attention. And it is clean, vegan. Uh, Good colors, too. One of them's called Scorpio. So, you know, you have my love. Great colors. It's the Rose Quartz Crystal Gemstone palette. And honestly. Big fan huge fans. So I think that just the name alone is something that our listeners we thought you guys would be super into. So love to try new stuff. So I love thanks that for putting that on our radar.
1: Yes, I'm with you Elizabeth. Bark.
2: Anything else?
1: Um no, really I think that we've had this incredible episode. It's been a huge rose for me. Um and I guess my other rose is this new perfume that I've been Ooh, messing with? Do tell. Uh, well, it's called Skylar, and it's like delightful fragrances that are completely natural and free of parabens. And that's all I care about at this point is what I'm inhaling and what I'm putting on my yeah, body. I'm
2: so sensitive. Like, I will walk into a department store and immediately have a sneezing attack. Yeah, or you get always a migraine. Get... And, like, usually when, you know, oils and all that, like, I have to be so careful. So a mindfully crafted uh, scent brand is something that definitely caught our eye.
1: Well, they come in four scents. There's Arrow, Coral, Isle, and Meadow. And I'm really obsessed with the Isle. That's what I spray on me every day. Me too. That's the one I love. It's really good. It's like a
2: clean, dewy, fresh scent that is really nice.
1: It kind of has like a somewhat uh, musky undertone and that's like what I look for in everything but without being overbearing. It's almost like if Abercrombie perfume was like not perfume and now. That's like what it smells like to me.
2: And what's interesting about like the, so it's a website where you can get it Mm -hmm. and it's like the direct to consumer thing so it's kind of challenging, you don't know what things are going to smell like when you're buying it online so they offer a sample palette that gives you a chance to experience all four cents that they offer before committing to buying one cent or more Love. Um, so you can try Skylar risk-free with a happiness guarantee that offers
1: free returns within 30 days so why don't you just go exploring you guys it's Skylar s-k-y-l-a-r.com and if you just do that slash retrograde you will get a sample palette with free shipping and you'll get a $20 credit towards your next full-size perfume purchase. That's Skylar, S-K-Y-L-A-R
2: dot com, uh, with a slash retrograde. Check it out, yeah. let us know what you think. Let us know which scent suits you.
1: A rosy discovery in my opinion. And with Skylar, good scents come naturally. Ooh, you know my only thorn is that, um, it's the summertime so I'm just literally sweating through everything yeah. that I put on my body. Selling your car and walking around Los Angeles will really do that to That's you. That's a thorn. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. We're scooting. I love to scooter. Oh, my new, I have a new thorn about birds. Tell me. My new bird thorn is that people are so fucking unconscious. Like, if you're on the sidewalk and you see a fucking scooter coming towards you, what's your natural inclination? Move out of the way. Right. Don't take up the whole fucking sidewalk and they just, like, continue to walk and stare at you. Like, it's like, dude, move o- Move over. As an update from last week when we
2: or this week when we were talking about um how they're like littered all over the neighborhood. Yeah. Today and it's only halfway through the day I've seen Two different altercations with pol- in which I saw somebody <laughs> holding a scooter and a police officer was talking to them. So, like, I can only imagine. We can't handle this. <laughs> this no is- <laughs>
1: one is prepared for this level of responsibility. It's
2: wild. So, we're gonna scoot on out of here. But um, thank you again to Raja and Era for all the beautiful information that they supplied to us today. And um, we also
1: want to remind you we have three events coming up, guys. We're gonna be in DC coming up in a week from today, next Friday. Next
2: Friday, and And then we'll be back in L.A. July 26th for our live show at The Grove. It's going to be fantastic. Mm -hmm. And then August 1st, if anybody's feeling the deep astro vibes, this is the event for you. We've got Shannon Aganza, our astrologer. Mother Moon. And some really fun partners uh, joining us for that event. So that's at Dynasty Typewriter. You can find all of this information and ticket links over at thatsoretrogradecom slash events. Head over to iTunes. Leave us a review. We very much would appreciate that. And
1: as always, namaste listening. Bye. Yes,
3: that's so retrograde.